2: Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. I am Chuck. And I am Godless. And this is your weekly examination of all, all things metal. Uh, the Metal Sucks Podcast. We post it every Monday at MetalSucks.net and on uh, iTunes and everywhere else where you can find podcasts and things like that. Just search for Metal Sucks Podcast. You will find us. We also have a nice page on the Metal Sucks page, a little tab at the top. You can click on that and find all of our episodes all in one spot, which is pretty cool. Cool. So if you want to go there. we I had a bunch of people on Twitter asking me about uh, a song that was in one of our episodes, and I'm like, oh, by the way, if you go, we listen to songs in the description every week, so if you have a question about that, it's something we play. You can always find that in the description of that episode or whatever. Yeah, I and think you can also
0: I, do the commenting there, too.
2: Yeah, that's another good thing if you would like to comment. And if you are curious or need to talk to one of us, you can always hit us on Twitter. I'm at BeardedApe. I'm at GodlessSpeaks. And that's uh, a great way to get a us because we can be nice and snarky and all that stuff on the Twitter box. But another great way would be the Speak Pipe. If you go to uh, the posts every week, also it lists off our description. You get the songs, and then underneath that, there is a little thing where you can leave, a, leave us a message which is uh, pretty cool. We like to hear from our listeners and, uh, and talk to you guys. Yeah, Sometimes it gives us uh, ways to get into different topics and other things. Uh, we're we're going to take one today here from one of our regular listeners <laughs> and regular people that, uh, that leaves us messages. We'll do yeah. that here in a little bit. But first we've got to talk about uh, what we've we got coming up in this episode. We're going to play you a song that we think is possibly the best song of the entire year that's come out so far from Scar Symmetry. We think that's gonna be Ooh. Oh 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 where's it gonna fall on your list? Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good question. See? Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that because that's gonna be something that's coming up we're here pretty soon. It's it's uh, it's already November. So, I mean, we're going to be doing our year end list.
0: I mean, I'm tempted to like see if we, maybe we could talk to them about doing like a new theme song for the pod. The oh, Metal my God. sucks, Podcast. Oh, my God. That know? would be so awesome.
2: <laughs> How cool would that be if it sounded like that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. Because all I've been doing since we, uh, before we hit the record button, is singing that damn song. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's. Trust it's, me, I've heard. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. I know. I did. You know, just, at least you got a good voice. Bear with me. At least, uh, yeah, at least I you know, won't we'll be singing it while we're playing it. So <laughs> I'm. I played it on my show last night, and it was, ugh, yeah, I'm singing along with the whole thing, top of my lungs. It's awesome. I well, love this You, you song,
0: played so. it on your show like two weeks ago, and like I was like, dude, dude, that Scar Symmetry tune was awesome. And yeah. You're like, yep, yep, it was pretty good, and that was it. And then you played it last night, and this morning I come in, and you're like, dude, uh, I'm, like, I
2: told you. Well, no, no. I mean, I know because I played it on my <laughs> know, show, I so I mean, I know it's a good song, <laughs> but- like, last it night... It hit you. It hit me right, and yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, we're, it's hopefully, it'll hit you here in a little bit. We're also going to hear from uh, Michael Lessard, Le- Lessard, Lessard, yeah. I, I I like Lessard. I like Lessard. Yeah, I think Lessard sounds more...
0: He's from Maine, so it's a lot of Frenchies up
2: there. So, we're going to talk to Michael Lessard from The Contortionist. I know they took over the website, so... They, they, they you might be familiar with the contortionist by now. <laughs> we're going to get you a little more familiar with uh, lead singer Michael lazard Uh they made a stop in Austin so we had a chance to interview them or him anyway in a nice bar with a really loud jukebox in the background. Uh, so, uh, you might get a little country music in the background <laughs> while we're talking. It was a good talk though. You know, I got
0: to say I've lived in Texas now for like 12 13 years, almost 13 years I think now. And Texas accents Still sound incredibly stupid to me what do you mean
2: i like, mean, like the like the twang accent? yeah
0: when i hear somebody talking like that i'm like they sound dumb as a doornail.
2: what are you talking about man that, I'm, I'm just saying i'm being honest here. i don't think so man. but i think the rest of the country agrees now see the problem is is not enough people stop and listen to Wait, the texas you're, you're seeping into louisiana i'm not seeping that's into a no different kind thing of louisiana is <laughs> a whole nother thing <laughs> Texas is Texas, no matter what you
0: do. It's almost getting to the point where I cannot listen to local talk radio, (laughs) because I just walk away going, oh my God, the world is getting so dumb and it's just my prejudice against accents mm. and stupid things coming out of their stupid mouths so i like accents other than though. That. i really
2: love accents but it's also the same it's this goes the same way people with british accent automatically sound smarter than everybody else my kid watches all those like uh you know clash of clans videos
0: and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and all the most popular ones are done by guys with british accents Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, because it's it's all about you. Sound a hell of a lot smarter when That's you have right. a British accent. Doesn't mean you're smarter. That's right. Uh, who's the the, the is a CNN guy? Uh, Piers Morgan. It's hell like yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're smarter. It just means you sound smarter. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah hey man you got a problem but with it's my interesting accent like, like,
0: like that doesn't seem to be like a thing that would uh, we're seeping into a whole nother thing i know why no, no, we're, we're it. but you know what i'm saying it's just like you can't pierce morgan didn't succeed even though he sounded really smart people yeah. don't want to hear somebody who's smarter than they
2: are but it took a long time for him to get the, to that point where they're like oh yeah you're just dumb yeah maybe yeah so i mean it took you a while to get there if you sound like you're from texas so you automatically sound like you just kind of dumb yeah i mean it's one of those things it depends on which kind too you know i mean. It, Sometimes you get that kind, that that kind yeah. of duh, you know? Yeah. How yeah. another animal? D-U-M, dumb. Ah, well, I mean, I don't know. It's a Texas accent is a strange animal. It's, it's really, why are we even talking about the accent? I don't dude? know. We need I, to be talking about metal. Metal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's go to the speak pipe, dude. Hey, Chuck and Gamas, it's Ty once again. Uh,
0: my question for you is, with the whole top 25 metal bands list going on on the website, who do you guys think are some of the most underrated metal bands out there i'd have to put my two cents in for uh holy moses sabina klausen on vocals uh one of the first women to do death growls so that probably opened the doors for people like angela gossow and so many other women to really get into extreme metal a nice
2: midwest accent Totally. Sounds smart. Ty finally made it on the show.
0: Congratulations. Oh,
2: yeah. Yay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we've been we've been talking about this top 25 thing uh, for a while because uh-huh. uh, we weren't included in the pool of uh, 100 metal experts. So uh-huh. uh, we thought that uh, we and now that we're getting down to the nitty gritty, the top five. Uh, might be time to put something in there anyway about it so thank you ty for uh, asking us about that and we were talking before we even started recording about what the criteria is you know all the stuff that might go into something like this like when you're trying to decide who the top 25 metal bands are in the world what the hell does that even mean
0: exactly that was my point yeah because you need to know—is this based on popularity? How much I just like their stuff?
2: Is it how many sale? You know what the sales record looks like? Did they sell a bunch of records, or is it uh, ticket sales that they sell albums? Is it platinum is it albums? Great or, songs, great albums, or great performances? Influential? I don't know. How do you measure influence? Yeah. I mean, what do you? Uh, you know, how do you measure that stuff? Or is it just longevity? People's, just people's opinions? Yeah, you know. And, and, but, well, and opinions on based on what criteria? Well, and that's the thing is that who I I don't think it matters. I think that's... That's the point is that you get you pull together five uh, you know 100 and 110 people or however many people that they got together to to do it and you get a broad swath of uh the industry or people that are in the metal know they're you know not us and um they actually have an opinion about stuff so they can just judge however they want that's you just give me your opinion about well, who the best is and i mean i may put anthrax at the top of that list because they're the most influential for me you would make them number 1 well i don't know that i would make them number 1 i think iron maiden would be my number 1 anthrax right. might be my number 2 you know so the but that's my opinion because of where i sit see that's
0: know? another thing is like who are you judging like who are my 25 greatest or who do i think are the, the 25, 25 greatest yeah. uh, for the community type of thing
2: and that's a that's a good question i mean yeah. that, that can be rated any any uh many different ways and that may have been stipulated to as part of that it's like who do you think it is who the who do you think the top 25 metal bands are of all time right and not to you for everybody you know it's uh, and i think that may be how it was printed presented but but i mean who knows yeah because like you you
0: asked me like all right are is black sabbath a great metal band <laughs> no but you know what they're really incredibly 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 influential metal band. yeah i mean to, you like can't maybe, deny that. maybe the most influential band yes and therefore that should be part of the criteria but as far as like performance as far as i don't know so many other factors well, i wouldn't put them in uh, the, the, you great say, albums but you
2: uh, say that though and that and, uh, would not even <laughs> you can't even cross that because sabbath the original sabbath you know, Masters of Reality. They have some great albums. They have some great songs. They get some great albums, and they had a great stage performance. And they were one of the first people who do, were all about like shock. shock I mean, outside Absolutely. of Alice Cooper, the influence you meant. Whether it's you know, biting the head off a bat or whatever on stage. I mean, I'm saying that that like you can't not. They they definitely qualify. No matter what, they definitely qualify. They for one of the top twenty five metal bands. Absolutely all time. agree. You know, so I mean, and they qualify in all of those categories, whatever those you know, whatever those categories happen to be. I think it's just an opinion thing. You know, when you're talking about twenty five, twenty five metal bands, you know, but I think there's a lot of bands that you know. So far, we we're we're going to get the top five this week when 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 they come out. We're at Judas Priest at number six, right? Uh, but the rest of the list is actually pretty, you know, and it's, and no, it's pretty good. And the the metal
0: sucks. Uh, powers that be have not informed us as to who the top five.
2: No, are. No, we do. We do not know. I have no idea. But I can yeah. probably tell you based on what's not on the list who's up there so yeah. i mean and i think everybody in the world can figure out who the top five metal bands are except there's 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 one, one question mark yeah
0: think, one question know. mark should we talk about that or no do we want to let everybody just find out everything because there might be spoilers if we give our yeah, predictions but right we have, we have no we have no idea what the order is i think for anybody to say metallica is not in the top five they in fact they didn't make the top 25 i think you're a moron i think we yeah, can say yeah, that exactly right? i mean and slayer
2: yeah slayer metallica who else do we say
0: uh, uh we said uh black sabbath yeah
2: yeah because ozzy's on there but not black sabbath right yeah okay um uh, uh oh iron maiden iron maiden iron maiden was right. another one because okay. them and then on there. and then now there's the question the mark. fifth one is the question mark
0: right and i would say it's either well see we didn't see slipknot on the list
2: yeah and Lamb I, of God made 25, so yeah. Lamb of God is up there. That's probably the youngest band on the list. And that is kind of tragic, but okay. Well, I'm just saying, I, I think that they're definitely, you cannot say Lamb of God is not influential in one of the top metal oh, bands I, of all I, time.
0: I totally think they are. Yeah. I just think it's tragic that there are not more more recent bands on that list.
2: Well, okay, I can agree with that. And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, well, I, but of all time. When you, when you add the caveat of all time, that's what sort of makes it go,
0: eh. It, it, it makes it weird. But, yeah. Because then the other question, Mark, All right, since ACDC was on the list. Where's KISS? Where's KISS? Yeah. And I would say that
2: if you're going to put ACDC on that list, you have to put KISS. Oh, well, I think if you're going to put ACDC on that list, you need to put the Scorpions on that list. Oh, man. You know, I mean, I think if you open up that, if you open up that to the rock band or yeah. heavy metal side of what uh, 80s heavy metal was. Then you just you're gonna need a you're gonna need a list of hundred. I agree because there's no fucking way. Yeah, no. there's so and, and that that opinion is so broad. I mean, it, just the fact that you. I mean, if you're trying to say that okay, I can uh, as a country, uh, uh, damn it, never mind. That was a good joke, but I no, no, totally it, fucked it, it up. You,
0: once you put ACDC on the list, now you're like going into this like whole like revolver magazine version of totally. what metal is. Agreed. And it's
2: like I'm not interested in revolver magazine's version. of what I don't want to know what the best rock bands are. I'm asking. Right. We're not talking about rock and heavy metal. We're talking about metal right metal and i think the list for the most part is pretty spot on you know with yeah. with that exception yeah you know that's probably the only exception that i there and that and that is just a case of come on you know you put acdc on you got to put
0: pink floyd on because pink floyd are just as influential if not more so than yeah AC/DC.
2: yeah God, I heard somebody. Oh, I was listening to rock radio the other day, and they actually sort of shocked me by playing something off of Pigs. And I was like, "Oh my God, dude! Holy crap!" Yeah. I forgot that Pink Floyd was really a rock band yeah. uh, at one point. You know, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan. So, but I haven't listened to the old stuff in so long. I was like, "Damn, dude! Yep. You just forget sometimes." You know. Yep. but I mean, all right. So, getting back to Ty's question, though, is like who isn't on the list that you think should have been well i mean that's the question is okay so what's your definition of, of influential but we're talking best metal bands of all time right you know it's right. so best is a whole different thing than influential yes. when you talk about it like you had mentioned before we started recording dri and i think that's a very good example but the they got the longevity well they got the longevity they got the releases they have plenty of releases they hell, they even coined one called crossover which was a crossover from hardcore to metal yep so, I, mean, I mean they
0: started that whole bridge subgenre yeah the yeah. bridge and even before anybody was doing it they were doing it before anybody thought about doing it they were people heard them doing it and they still didn't know what they were doing
2: but the problem I have with DRI is and I think this is something that happens it happens when you get something that's in your scene you know, people the people in DC talked about the bad brains being the biggest thing ever, and, and it's like, well, the bad brains are cool, but you know, they're minor you know, okay. threat. But but you know what I'm saying? It's like that was the scene over there yeah. for us. That that may be DRI. I feel I feel like that may be how we we think of DRI as this big thing, and maybe globally it may not be as big as we think it is. But I I personally think they're huge. You yeah, know, you and, know what I mean. So
0: like when we did seventy thousand tons last uh, January. You know, DRI are playing on the little stage down in... uh, What?! these guys should be like on but, the massive. But that's
2: what I'm saying is that I think it's, I think it's a, it's a colloquial. It's, but, it's, it's local.
0: See, I don't think, see, I, I'm like I said, I moved here only 12, 13 years ago and I was, I was surprised to find out that DRI were from this area of Texas. I, I didn't, I hadn't really? even thought about where they were yeah. from, but wow. I always thought to myself, like, first of all, thrash zone is a metal oh, classic yeah. album. Yeah, Gun it, control. Yeah. And oh my God. It's such a good the wheel. The wheel. It's <laughs> one of the greatest songs of all time. Um, and 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 absolutely influential now here's the question could they fill up a greatest hits album yeah, it's kind of tough they don't have a, a lot well, of really is, awesome is, is it
2: your criteria i mean you know but but who else do you think may not be on that list well guar Ooh. Ooh. guar is not on the list Ooh, interesting <laughs> No,
0: couldn't could, could no really honest to god do they have 15 this was going in my head was my criteria do you have 15 great songs i played i'm not sure they i did. played
2: 3 hours of guar when brocky died on my show, on my radio show there is definitely 15 songs in their catalog there, I, I mean
0: definitely i, 15 I just think songs. that guar are uh, they're i hate to call it an anomaly but they're, well, they they're, really are they actually. are themselves
2: you know yeah, there's nothing like them i exactly. mean and, and if there's anything sort of like them it's just a bad knockoff like lord I or something like that you know
0: and influential but yeah you got to figure like bands like slipknot and mushroom head well all them would have never put masks you, on
2: your number 25 on your top 25 bands of all time would not exist exactly. if there was not a guar yeah you would not have a lamb of god if there was not a guar because there would not have been a scene in that in virginia yep. where, for them to come up in so it's they are definitely influential on ooh yeah.
0: Yeah. What I the fuck, put bro. them on. All right, so all right, this <laughs> maybe, one Maybe that's the other five that's the other
2: fifth. Maybe that rounds maybe it out. They are, yeah.
0: That could, could round it out. You would think that with Brocky dying, that's sort of like is the ticket for everybody gives that sympathy vote too. You know, you get yeah, sympathy votes when you die.
2: Well you get sympathy votes, but at the same time it's not gonna put static X on the list. But I mean the thing is is that it's gonna it's I don't eh, thank you. Thank you. All right. I had to get <laughs> one in there. Um <laughs> but the thing is that their career you know, it spans from, what, 87 to present day and they're still going, you know, so that they they haven't stopped making music and they and they're brilliant live. They're yep. even better now today than ever. And they've ever been. Yeah. So, I mean, got to go see Guar Eternal people. I mean, dude, it's um yeah, They I would definitely put them on the
0: list. And see, all right. So maybe this is just me, but another band that isn't on the list that I think is like one of the most underrated metal bands of all time is Suicidal Tendencies. I think that there was a time when they came out with uh, "How Will I Laugh Tomorrow?" than than uh, when I came and Smile today. They were just about the biggest metal band in the world at that moment. Yeah. and 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 the follow up uh, "Art of Rebellion," they were just about as big as it got. But I would really put them in the hardcore genre. I wouldn't put them in metal. Though. Oh,
2: that's ridiculous. No, I'm, I'm seriously, I mean, man. I mean, no,
0: if you put if you if there's not even a question that DRI are a metal band, there's not even a question. But that that's the point. Is, but
2: that's the point is that they crossed over yes they, they even had an album called fucking crossover that's the whole point
0: and i think suicidal did too you can't say that their old Frontier Records release with
2: uh, I Saw Your Mommy and all yeah. that is a very different band than w- the one with Rocky George in it. But that's the point, is that I saw, your mo- I, I saw Your Mommy and Your Mommy's Dead. I mean, that's not a metal song. Exactly, it's, it's not. A, it's a metal theme song. No, but the stuff neither that- is it, Neither is it institutionalized for that matter. Absolutely, but the stuff that they- It's a fucking punk song. But, the stuff, a hardcore song.
0: but the stuff they did afterwards is pure
2: metal. But I but mean, the stuff Join most, the
0: Army is definitely a crossover but album. But the
2: stuff that most people know is not- any of that stuff but, they know they know the hardcore stuff but what the, i'm saying when, is where they were influential was before they even got there where it, where DRI was influential was when they got there when I, what I'm saying is you ask
0: me who the, one of the most underrated battle bands yeah, okay, are all right, all right, I'm right. saying that they're extremely I'll that. underrated I'll give you that and I'll it didn't help their case that their last album really kind of blows, which is too bad <laughs> but the, the they've had a, you know a long incredibly successful career and you know for California you want to talk about a colloquial uh, uh, a band as far as California's concerned, there was nobody bigger. Nobody stronger than Suicidal Tendencies for a while.
2: Well, the other thing that I'm looking at on here is I'm trying to find okay, I'm looking at the list and going, okay, let's see. Where's uh there's not a lot of power metal on here either? Oh, good point. Yeah, well, man of War's not on there, that list. There's not a lot of power metal in here and and that may be because of uh that might be a longevity thing mm-hmm. to some point as far as uh where you know how how many albums somebody has. But but man of war influential, I don't know. I mean I'm looking at Let's see, Euro metal. I'm looking at uh, at the gates, uh, Opeth on there, um, and that's yeah, ridiculous. Are on the list? Uh, well, if you count, you could probably count Merciful Fate in there too. Um, as what? I guess Danish or uh, oh, they're on the list. Oh, good, good. So I, I didn't miss. I missed like that them. Um, then you're looking at like a UK stuff with Napalm Death and Carcass and uh, Motorhead. So it's like, well, all right, you got a little bit of that, but where's all that? That central european like any of that stuff yeah. like there seems like a lot of that is missing yeah no behemoth
0: <sighs> mm. yeah i don't know i don't know mm. if you could it, you know there's
2: no black metal on that list is there like dark throne or somebody like that yeah you know? like uh, that that influences and inspires entire genres or mayhem or yeah uh you know stuff like that it's like weird mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but but does it fit but uh, not on that list but does it fit the criteria well and i don't know what the criteria are as far as the biggest bands of the world the top 25 metal bands yeah i don't know that i would put mayhem as one of the top 25 metal bands of all it's time. interesting
0: the way that black metal has been able to like be such an influential genre without a, a single band that has you know propelled everything through the quality of their performance and it's
2: called underground baby when I mean, you go underground that's what it's all about you now the thing that's we missing, don't need to be popular you
0: no know, the other thing that's that's Damn uh m- missing from the l- list and i say this as if very very progressive liberal baby metal chicks oh yeah. oh yeah yeah not a single female anywhere to be found on the list yeah it's true not even not
2: nowhere not even a temporary drummer <laughs> nothing
0: and and i you know but it, i think the sad thing is is unfortunately it's really hard to find somebody well, and i wonder why that
2: is well actually what's what's interesting about oh dude, dude that's a, you just that's opened a, up a whole nother topic let's dude. not we go there we can't go there we can because yeah. if we go we, if we go down that damn wormhole that's going to be, we'll spiral into oblivion yeah. is what we're going to do with yeah. that. And,
0: and we better get a female voice on with us when we talk about uh, it, because otherwise.
2: Maybe, but uh, but I think uh, I can be, I, I can try to not be misogynistic. I can, I, I can be okay with that, but I but damn it. I just don't want to be accused of it. That's another 30 minutes or yeah. at least an hour worth of discussion there, because I mean.
0: But I, I think it's really difficult for us. Well, here we go. But yeah, if, I know. No, 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 yeah, no, no, is, no. Forget it.
2: I'll, we're going to cut it off right, right now. We're going to cut that limb off it's festering we need to get real, cut it off real quick though is there a band that probably that that
0: you love and you would have put on this list but you know nobody would agree with you on
1: Ooh.
0: <sighs> perhaps not influential but you just love their stuff mm.
2: well i mean if i if i was going to include one band on there i would probably throw the cynic in there uh, because mm. i mean i really uh focus is just was such a great record you know and i and i mean i love trace and and stuff but i mean focus was one of those albums that that it, for me that was your anacrusis you know yeah. you know it, that was one of those albums that was just what the fuck is this and then inspired so many things after it. And just nobody ever gave it enough credit. And, yeah. I, and it, it was always, it was great to see them kind of come back around. Yeah. Which was really, really kind of interesting, but that would probably be one of those that I would stick in there, but it's not, I, I know why they wouldn't be the greatest 25. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, know, I know that. But, yeah. Yeah. You can make a whole nother list of 25 underrated metal bands. Yeah, we should. Know. That's all. Let's what, what, put that list together. We'll hand it to the metal
0: sucks guys. We'll only allow two votes, okay. two people to vote. Will
2: the Contortionists be on that
0: list? that's a good question actually Uh, i really like this new album
2: i think they're rated pretty well i think people are getting uh, getting into them okay good good good. i I think they've people are coming around to their side and hopefully you know our interview with uh michael lessard will uh will make it better or lessard (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, he's a really good dude man we uh, got an opportunity to talk to him at their stop in austin texas uh the contortionist michael lessard on the metal (laughs) sucks podcast
3: With us, man. We appreciate it. Well, no. thank Good. you for having me. Yeah.
2: Good to talk to you, man. Because uh, new album is—I was listening to it again before I came down here,
3: and shit's impressive, man. Thank it you.
2: really is. So, do you do do you do both those vocal styles? Do you scream and do the singing?
3: Yes, yes. So you
2: do you you flip between both?
3: Yep. God damn, that's gonna be hard. Uh, uh yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't really think about it anymore. I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, I fell in love with the the challenge of singing and screaming. Uh, probably around the time I was, like, 16 or 17. I'm yeah. 27 now. So I've, I've been doing it for a while, and it's uh, it's something I like, like the – because it is a task trying to, like, maintain both of those things and doing it on a heavy touring cycle year-round. So it's a, it's a good challenge. Did you have, like,
2: like training, vocal training?
3: Uh, no, all self-taught. Uh, but I was always in bands that would practice six to seven days a week. Mm. So I had a lot of hands-on experience, and – through that through trial and error i slowly developed where I'm at now but I still have a long way to go but are you expressing something
0: completely different when you're singing over when you're doing your growl
3: um is it coming from a total different place it kind of I get I mean in a weird way yeah like because when I sing it's a lot it's a lot more uh, I guess intuitive than when I scream. Like when I scream's almost a little more force for me. But like singing feels like I love to sing. Like when I'm by myself, I sing. When I'm, you know, at practice, I'll sing instead of scream. And And I'm doing it more now than ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's fun. Is it
0: because you see like these other guys in the old band and in contortionists who are finding chicks and breeding and you feel yeah, like you need to do that, the same it's, thing. It's for
3: the chicks. Yeah, it's for the chicks. Um, and uh, I mean, really, that's, that's the only thing you can do it for. Yeah. you
1: know. His voice is so pretty. <laughs> he has dreamy
2: eyes. But
0: I, I mean, it's funny because we were talking a little bit about uh, uh, Paul Masvidal earlier. Um, so when we talked to him, he was talking about how like, hey, I got an even though I don't like I'm not like i am not i never felt like a, a metal dude. I always um, wanted to make metal music because I had this in me, this angst or anger or whatever it is, and that's how I needed to express it. Yeah. And and so we were like, whoa! And he told us all the stuff that had gone on in his past without telling us that he'd come out of the closet. Oh, wow. Which still pisses me off, to be honest <laughs> with
3: you. But
0: like, so... so like. What got you into this genre when you're such a talented singer Who could take that singing style to just
3: about any genre you wanted um, I mean I, I fell in love with heavy music when I was younger And I kind of stumbled into it I think somebody gave me like a mix CD With like a bunch of crappy like wrestle rock bands And uh, Slipknot happened to be on it it was, was that, that WCW sampler. I think I've got it. No, it wasn't the WCW sampler, <laughs> but uh
0: yeah. sting on the cover.
3: <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, it had slipknot on it and I heard it and then, you know, from seventh grade on I kinda jumped into metal and listened to all that stuff. And screamings it is a it's a good way to vent, even if it's not like what like just a yell is if it feels it's like a good source of fucking uh relieving a primal instinct that i feel like people just have you know people like to fight yell and do all sorts of crazy stuff and i get to do it in a controlled setting and uh it helps you know so why do other people not react to metal like you did uh i mean it's probably based off upbringing and stuff like that and i mean you have to hear it at the right time if you don't you know, I didn't like jazz music until I was twenty. You know, what I mean, I heard it when I was thirteen, but why didn't I like it then? I just didn't have the right life experiences in order to appreciate it the way I did at a later period in time. I'm still waiting for those experiences. But okay. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, uh, for, uh, it's for jazz. It's not yeah. not
0: really. No, I wouldn't call it waiting. Actually, yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> But yeah, I saw. So I, I couldn't really tell you why exactly, but it uh, you know, like any teenager, you. You feel angsty and you're mad at the world because, you know, you're experiencing all these new emotions and you don't know how to cope with it or how to, you know, vent. So I feel like that's why I got into heavy music. And I still love heavy music just because of how the contrast between what I mostly listen to and then metal itself and just that aggression. And it's very theatrical in a way, you know. So I, I dig it.
2: You've been, this is your first record with The Contortionist. Yeah. How is that? And this is a, I don't want to say it's completely different than, you yeah. know, Exoplanet or the early stuff,
3: yeah. but
2: this is probably a, I would say, a softer record than what's come before. Yeah.
3: No, it's. Is that due yeah. to
2: your influence? I mean, is it something you bring in or um, is, is it a change for everybody in the
3: band? I mean, I don't think I'm the sole reason why that happened. I think. We went into write when we wrote the album. We didn't really have any expectations of what we were gonna do, and uh, we just wrote it. Like I had a different vision in my head of what the album would be, and then when it was finished, I was like, "Uh, "This is what it is," and I'm I'm very happy with the outcome, and I'm glad that we just kind of let it go and we didn't like think about it too much. We didn't, you know. I feel like some people get so caught up in what other people are gonna think, and you know you know you know this is our career you know so a lot of people tend to play it safe sometimes in terms of like what they do what they're going to do to appeal to maybe their their audience that's already there and has been listening and we don't really think about that it's uh you know it's <laughs>
2: like deliberately
3: do you just going to say you got to well, shut that out no nah, i mean you know there's times where i like listen to this i'm like i wonder what people are going to think but it's not like i'm like Oh I think people might think this I'm gonna change it Cause if I thoroughly enjoy it I feel like that'll show I feel like that's You know If it's, if it's honest and genuine You can hear it yeah. You know there's, there's bands I'm not gonna mention who But have released albums And you hear it And you're like Did this guy even try Like on what he's doing Like Does he give a shit Or is he just Trying to get another paycheck
0: Yeah we don't like Avengers Sevenfold either Yeah Oh <laughs> snap
3: Snap
2: <laughs> so did you step in and just like crack to it and the writing was like, bam, like, or was it a learning process just getting with the rest of the guys and figuring that stuff out?
3: Um, well, we did, we did three and a half months of just writing every day. I flew out and lived in Indiana with the guys for three months. Um, for the writing process, it was actually only Cameron, uh, Joey, Robbie, and myself. Uh, and we do it. A couple different ways We'd be in the jam room And we'd jam songs But we'd also still All be in the same house And we'd all be In different rooms Recording uh, Stuff that we had ideas for Or maybe like Robbie would come in And be like I have this guitar riff I'd put it on my computer And then I'd start tracking And demoing vocals And uh, we did it like that we did that For three and a half months And then we went to the studio For a month And it kept, to, you know, it kept evolving Even in the studio And we'd rewrite stuff uh, so it was a long process. Uh, but did you feel like you
2: jumped in, like, and were part of the group, like, right off the bat? When yeah. You guys were
3: doing it? Yeah, mean, yeah. I've known the guys for like three to four years. Right and uh, well, you've been kissing their ass since at least
0: 2012. Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah, have this I've in been, mind
3: that? Yeah. Well, I pretty much I was like, well, if I'm ever going to get this gig, I better start now. So, <laughs> yeah, String the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you introduce the other guy to his yeah, wife? Yeah, I did. I you introduced did? him to his wife, <laughs> and I was like, "You probably should have a kid. You should settle down. You're getting up there in age."
0: <laughs> I just got your wife some nice uh, underwear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the road thing
2: is just nuts. I don't know, man. It's take be the night na- right. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> take the night off. here, some tequila. So you <laughs> had crazy. You,
2: you had some experience with the, with the everybody in the band?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, I toured with him for about uh, four weeks, three weeks. Uh, In Canada, back in like 2011, and we just stayed in touch. I always stayed uh, at their houses every time my old band would travel through, and uh, yeah, it just, it clicked, like I'd already known them, so there was no surprises. It's it's still gotta be like, you get in that room, and you bring in
0: ideas, and and the way you communicate your ideas, and what those ideas are, it's gotta be a bit of a, I don't know, some time where... Everybody kind of bangs on the edges until it fits, right?
3: Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes sometimes you just go, well, I'm going to come back to this at a later point in time when maybe it flows a little easier for me. Um, But, yeah, there's there's sometimes where everybody's just banging their heads on the wall and you don't really make progress. But, I mean, that's part of any sort of, you know progress or any process of anything you know whether even if you know you're at the gym or something like that you know you you eventually plateau and you have to take a week off or something like that and let your body readjust and then you come back with a fresh mindset and a fresh you know a fresh take on it Mm -hmm. but like like were there any things like the uh whether
0: it be like the philosophy that you brought into your lyrics or just your approach to singing where Either you were fearful of or the guys were just like, no, dude, you know, you got it totally.
3: You should hear what our other guy used to do, uh, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. Oh, um, no, the guys are actually cool about it. You know what I mean? Uh, That's a they- lot of trust. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were all in the same room, so it wasn't like it wasn't like they just like heard it once it was finished and they were like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Uh, but it's like, you know, so and I'm. I'm the biggest critic of myself. So I'm not even going to show anybody something unless I thoroughly enjoy it. So there's like a certain type of process of elimination before I even show anybody in the band what I'm working on. So you're and not going to vamp like just come up with, you know, the the fake lyrics while you're
0: singing something just trying to work something out. Are you uh, putting it all on paper and trying to figure it out in your head and then presenting it?
3: Uh both. I do I do both. I have a couple different uh different ways of doing it because I like to have a bunch of options that way if one option isn't working that day, I can move over to the next. Like when I write vocal melodies, I write them um, sometimes just singing and improv melodies over whatever it is. Sometimes I have a guitar and I'll, I'll make the melodies on the guitar because how I play guitar is different than how I would naturally sing. So I come up with melodies that might not necessarily be what I, didn't, I do intuitively uh, singing. Right.
2: Question for you: You guys, a lot of bands of the same style as what you guys are, or similar style, yeah, that you guys are doing. I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of backing tracks on uh, on live, live performances. Do you guys use backing tracks when you're on stage?
3: We have like, oh, uh, sorry about that. Uh, we have like like intermissions and stuff. We'll have like some keyboards on a backing like track in between, yeah, like and it? stuff like that, or maybe like the intro to a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing crazy but though like I mean,
1: vocals or anything like that Like no, harmonies and things like that No, no
3: harmonies Like we uh, I mean we had like one part Where we tried it On like uh, one of the last tours And I mean it was alright I mean if anything You have to be on top of your game To have to sing perfectly in pitch and harmonize With a backing track But To me there is something very It's Almost sneaky When you go to see a band And they have too much On a backing track It's almost like They're trying You know you go there and you see everybody up on stage And a lot of people just assume that's what's happening Like yeah. your average listener uh, But you know if you know what goes on behind the scenes And you're like it's kind of weird That there's this much stuff on there Well if I'm listening so. and,
2: I, and I hear On the album I hear three part harmonies Or yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's some pretty, it's some really pretty Stuff going on on the album And then live you know, even if I don't hear it sometimes I'm okay with that
3: because yeah. it depends on who's who's delivery. Yeah. you know if, if you can still keep the same vibe yeah. that's that's my main thing is if you can keep the vibe, then you're good to go. because uh, like I, I layer a lot of stuff so but I don't I don't sing the backing tracks live uh, because it's more of a stripped down rock vibe, I yeah. guess when you come to see us live and it is a different experience because we don't want it to be the same thing as listening to the album. We want it to be a new experience. and we're, uh, we're actually trying to figure out new ways of doing that in a live setting of taking songs and just putting them in a completely new light and not playing them like you'd hear them on the album. Uh, just really weird renditions. One of my favorite bands, The Counting Crows, do that like on every tour they do with a bunch of different songs. So that's something I'd like to try to incorporate just to, just to, on that topic of... Uh,
2: as, as fans, do you think fans want to come out and see like the song do do, do you think it's more important for them to hear it like it sounds on the album or it's more
1: important to hear the interpretation of it I mean from your perspective
3: from my perspective um, well I enjoy the, the new I enjoy renditions so I'd say that's cooler but what I say is an end all be all so, it really depends. All I can do is do what I enjoy and hope other people enjoy it. And if they don't, they don't have to come out and see it, you know? And that's, I mean, that's not me being rude. That's just me being honest. Yeah. And that's, you know. You should yeah. totally just suggest that for, like, all the songs
0: before you came on. <laughs> yeah. Like, totally redo those. Yeah. But not, because, like, I went and saw Hall & a couple of years ago, oh, right? ooh. Number three greatest band possibly. No, I'm sorry. Number four greatest band of all time. All Sorry, right. Carcass is number three. All right. Um, yeah. yeah. Notes, right? And they did totally new renditions of like all their old stuff, but they were even better. You yeah. know what I mean? And I was it, pretty kick ass. And those guys pack them in more than anybody.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: I think about those fans like that come out to a show and they want to hear, you know, they want to hear Metallica play Master Puppets like Master Puppets played. Yeah. And if they reinvent that wheel, it's like they're pissed.
3: Yeah, which I I can understand. I can you know understand. I mean? I, can, like, I can understand that that side I don't understand of the fence it at all. Uh,
2: I mean, I'm I'm in I'm in I'm in the other camp. I mean I'm fine with like if you can reinvent it and create other soundscapes out of it, awesome. Yeah, you know, I think that's a great thing. But I I hear it all the time. It's like,
3: well, it didn't sound like they sounded there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I I can I can agree with that to a certain degree. But I mean, for me, I'm uh I'm a fan of the rendition. I'm a fan of both. Honestly, but yeah. I think it depends on the band. It depends on the setting. I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't want to put any, any, and all bands in one box in that sort of aspect. But yeah, hopefully, if we do it, hopefully people come out. Maybe nobody will show up. Well, so it seems <laughs>
2: like the the progressive metal side uh, that we're hearing now. There's a lot of a lot of bands that are really trying to imitate what they sound like on the album. Yeah. To a fault, yep. like what I'm talking about, yeah, like backing, well, backing
3: tracks. tracks, yeah.
2: And it seemed like that you gotta overcome that and
3: yeah. do what you're saying. You yeah, try
2: something different or find other ways to get around it. You know?
3: Yeah, and i I feel maybe it's maybe it's selfish to do like the rendition thing and to you know take the songs and do that because the way I view it is as a way to develop as a musician to put yourself in those odd situations and have to adapt and. Try to make something out of it, and something that other people can enjoy. So maybe it's selfish of me in that light, but, but maybe also it's like, oh, now's our opportunity to tour,
0: you know, that album, and we'll do it just the way everybody remembers it, and then yeah. everybody comes up for that because that's you, exactly they know what they're gonna get. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. But then uh, the rest of the time you're touring is we're gonna fuck with the shit, man. Yeah.
3: Well, that's that's the thing. Is I guess you don't have to play one side of the fence. You know, yeah, you can true. you can play you can ride the center.
0: As long as people know what they're getting before they walk in the door. Exactly.
3: Yeah, I'd never want to like trick the audience into being like this is an exoplanet tour, and then they show up and we're like gotcha, motherfuckers. Yeah. Now we're uh, <laughs> doing doing fucking all cover songs. Well, Miley Cyrus. No,
2: so they're, they're, then you also come into the original singer, original lineup of the band. it's gonna sound different than anybody newer in the band so i mean you got those sorts of changes anyway because your scream is different oh yeah you know know, than anything we've heard on the other two albums so it's you know it's not going to be exactly the same no matter what
3: yeah yeah
0: well, you got to – I mean, I'm, there's a certain amount of pressure with that because it's like you want to do all the old shit better than ever because you don't want to be like in an anthrax situation.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know,
0: yeah. they're bringing yeah. Belladonna back, you know what I mean? People can't wait for Belladonna. You got to like raise the bar, man. Everybody – no, no, that's the Faith No More dude. Remember yeah. that? No, you don't yeah. remember that guy. Yeah. yeah, I know. You know, yeah. that's that, yeah. that's what you're after, right?
3: Yeah, I mean – I mean, personally, yes. Obviously, I'd like to perform better than the old guy, but I'm such a – that's such a subjective thing, you know, that's like, cause John wasn't bad. He wasn't bad at all. He was, he was a, he was a good singer and he wasn't like the most dynamic singer. But what I enjoyed about Jonathan was that he knew that and he adapted to that and he stuck inside his pocket because what kills me is when singers don't know their boundaries and they try to step outside of them, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Cause you do need to do that. But I feel like you should do that more in a practice setting than an actual setting of like going on an album. But with that being said, if somebody's making an album, they can do whatever the fuck they want. I'm not paying for the shit. But you, you know got to I mean? love the
0: way you show up and you're like, oh, yeah, I got that car. I also got this other car and this other one, too. So I don't know. Whichever one, I feel like driving away. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other guy just had that one car. Yeah, yeah. And that's,
3: yeah. I mean, obviously, you want to outdo the other guy. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know. It's nothing personal.
0: <laughs> God damn it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping one of these days
2: it's going to be
0: personal. Yeah.
3: Son of you son of a bitch, John, <laughs> I'm coming for you.
2: <laughs> well, and I mean, dude, it's a. Unless there's like. Uh, it sounds like there was never like animosity, animosity there, and all that. No, and everybody
1: seems
0: so cool with each other. Yeah. It sucks. No, I uh, I
3: actually helped John We're even move. About making when
0: another I... album with the old band.
3: Yeah, no, didn't damn. no animosity damn. at all. Yeah, it sucks. Strange how that happens. Man. Yeah, next one I'll have John on it for sure. <laughs> Please. But yeah, <laughs> after this interview, my career is ruined. <laughs>
2: Guest, you know, guest vocalist. You know. <laughs> you know, we'll make an album together. Why not? Yeah.
3: <laughs> but but yeah, there's no animosity at all. Actually, I helped John move uh, one of the last times I was out in Indiana. So, And uh, our old bass player, Chris Tilley, we stayed with him uh, a couple weeks ago on the periphery tour. We stayed at his house. So it's, I mean, you, it's like at the end of the day, as long as the people you love are healthy, and happy. I mean, what else could you really ask for, you know? And I can't get mad at somebody because their idea of where they want their life to go isn't the same way I want it to go. And I can't because I don't have control over that. So, you know, and the guys feel the same way, and that's that's why we're so relaxed and there's no animosity, you know. So, where is the direction that you want to go in life? Yeah. Just in general, like in general. Just in general. Honestly, I just like I said, I just want to. I want to. at when I'm older, I want to have a healthy, happy family, and that's it's really it. It doesn't you want to matter be able to
0: sit in the back of the bus,
1: or you
3: yeah. just want to be uh, able to get back to them, or um, whatever leads to happy and healthy. Oh, you okay. know, I can't predict what'll make me happy ten years from now. Yeah. Um. But you know, everybody's got their own vision currently of what that is. But yeah, you know, just I'd love to just have a fucking uh a place with a studio I can write I can play I can go out on tour um and yeah just have a happy healthy family there's there's you know I come from a very simple place in Maine and you know I I like that basic philosophy in life and that's something I I've taken with me will
0: you build this place in Indiana
3: yeah uh no probably Maine. Build it'd, this be, place in Maine. it'd be Maine yeah I don't I don't think I could live anywhere other than Maine why uh, is that home you know and that's that's part of the happy that's part of the happy for me uh it's you know it's secluded it's it's mostly nature you know everybody knows each other um
0: yes yeah, that's the part that would get me yeah but
3: I travel so much that it's like when I get home I don't want to be surrounded by people I'm literally every night I'm surrounded by mostly people I don't know a lot of them drinking heavily uh <laughs> you know it's it gets crazy sometimes so when i'm home i just want to be in my room i want to record i want to listen to music i just want to relax and that's uh that's that's why i made
0: my wife grew up in vermont and she talks yeah. about how like like as soon as it started to get cold like people would lock themselves in and it was uh tons of drinking tons of drugs then of course you know tons of sex too but yeah. i don't hear about yeah. that when she mentions that uh, but you know that's just is what people do because there's nothing else to do yeah like cable i guess hadn't been installed in vermont yet. Or something. <laughs> yeah but I, I don't know to me it's like if i'm filling up my life with negative stuff just to fill it then it makes me go oh maybe i'm in the wrong place
3: yeah fair enough um i guess for me i just don't fill my life with negative stuff while i'm home I mean, there's. I think anywhere you go, there's going to be drugs and sex and rock and roll going on. But <laughs> you know, that's just. That's a. Those are all primal things that people want to do. Um, but yeah, when I'm home, I you know, I go to the gym twice a day. Um, you know, I'm. Is that rec-
0: what it takes for those biceps is twice. Yeah. A
3: day? Well, this is. I've lost like 15 pounds on these last the last like month and a half just from tour diet and. I can't.
0: I can't do twice a day.
3: Yeah, it's well. I have to make up for my lack of uh, gym time when I'm out on the road. Uh But and plus, I do. It's two different. uh, Like I do weightlifting, but I also do mixed martial arts. So it's it's two different disciplines. So it's kind of like you're working out twice. But mentally, it's two totally different animals. So it keeps me entertained.
0: Do you like take it? uh, Sorry, I'm. go 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 ahead. ahead. No, no. When you're training mixed martial arts, I found when I did jujitsu, right? Yeah. Like. I learned so much from jujitsu that I apply yeah. to everything else that I do.
3: No, absolutely.
0: So, so, do you find the same thing with MMA in both in how you, in, you know, relate to other people and you know your self confidence and your performance on stage? All Analyzing that stuff.
2: a situation. Yeah,
0: no, exactly.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, kickboxing and jujitsu are my two favorite disciplines out of mixed martial arts, but they've they've completely yeah. You know, I and what's funny is when I started doing those I started doing them about five years ago and when I started doing them I took all the basic philosophies and ideas that I use with music to try to excel and progress and I applied them to that and in turn I learned so much from mixed martial arts that I applied those philosophies and things to everything else because I feel like if if there's like a real simple philosophy it can be applied to anything you know and yeah it's, it's taught me it's taught me to just be more disciplined, it's respect, you know, it's, uh, and uh, it teaches you how to go with the flow of things and never panic, even in bad situations, because if you can weather that situation, you can, uh, you can overcome that at a later moment in time, yeah. after you get your face punched in for like <laughs> three minutes. So you get to deliver some blows after that, so <laughs> not all is lost.
0: I just, I just remember, like, like uh, uh, at the, the place we went to was a uh, Helson Gracie uh, oh, nice. uh, school, right? And uh, trainer Phil Cardella used to be a WEC fighter. Great guy, best training ever. Uh, you know, he stands me next to a guy who's 230, 240, look, Chuck size, right? Mm. And he's like, I want you <laughs> to put him on your back, 10 squats, run him across the room, do 10 more squats, and come back, do it again. And I thought, there's no way. And the first time. No I didn't yeah. Second time No I didn't Third time I got him across the room You know It was that yeah. And it's like Well after that It's like Well geez If I can look at something That to me Seems so incredibly daunting The rest of it seems easy
3: Yeah It's it's yeah it's, it's practicing sh- that Yeah It shows It gives you You get to see that progress happen At a pretty exponential rate You know And that's That's one of the awesome things Like when I go home from tour I'm fucking Just destroyed Like I'm Lack of sleep Lack of nutrition, just not living the healthiest healthiest of lifestyles. When I get home, I get the shit kicked out of me. And that's like, you know, but the next day I come in, I don't get as much shit kicked out of me. Yeah. And then the next day, a little less and less. And then by the end of it, I get to dish it back. And then they're waiting for me to come back from tour again, and it's a vicious cycle of just <laughs> shit-kicking. Maybe you ought to, so, like,
0: hire, like, a really, really asshole road manager. Yeah. Just so you can, like... Like a drill tri- instructor kind of thing. Yeah, huh? yeah try to get them to kick your ass, you know, a couple yeah. times a week. I, just to keep you warm.
3: Yeah, I uh, I actually do better when I'm thrown into the fire, yeah. so <laughs> that'd, probably, that'd probably work. <laughs> All right,
2: you panty ass, give me
0: 20. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's my per diem. Every, yeah. every time you drop <laughs> the
2: microphone, you got to do 20 push-ups. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Well, uh, so there's a lot of ideas on the new album, too, that are, I think are really, really interesting. Um, you got the Alan Watts quote that's on the album. Yeah. And uh, uh, Alan Watts is one of those guys you just don't... Nobody talks about anymore. And, yep. uh So I was interested in, like, um, how... Uh, yeah, what's your... Like, was that your pick? Are you familiar with him? Or is that somebody else? Because or, or, it seems like your lyrics fill, fill yeah. that in as well.
3: Yeah, uh, well, I'm very familiar with Alan Watts. Actually, I... Uh, my dad had a lot of Alan Watts books around the house when I was a kid. Um, and I actually didn't choose to use that for the album. What happened was I listened to mostly like audiobooks and lectures and stuff like that when I drive. And uh, I was driving one night listening to Alan Watts, uh, just talking about Eastern philosophy. Uh, and Cameron actually heard me listening to it. And he asked who it was, uh, you know, showed him some stuff. And then he got really into Alan Watts and he started listening to him a bunch. And then at some point in time, Robbie Baca heard Cameron listening to it, asked who it was. And then, you know, fast forward a couple months, right before we finished the album, and Robbie Baca was like, I think we need to use this. So when I listened to the audio clip, I went, I went oh you gotta This is Alan Watts And so in a weird Chain of events It ended up being On the album And Very we actually right. Reached out to Alan's son And uh Asked if we could Use it for the album Sent him the album Gave him all the Lyrical content uh, cause he He holds all the Rights to that stuff And uh He was all about it Gave us you know Gave us full permission To use it on the album That's awesome. And uh so yeah. how
0: do you grow up in a house where your dad's reading Alan Watts like crazy and you've got enough angst and anger that you get into metal?
3: Uh, well, you, you know, you don't listen to your parents at that age. You know, it's like my dad's like, no, you need to chill out. It's cool. And I'm just like, "Ah, oh, you just don't understand, dad. You know, and that's, you know, that's, you know, that was my approach. And, you know, I was a very rebellious teenager and I'm. You know, I'm thankful for that because I got it all out of my system at a young age. Like, I'm not... I'm not, like, a crazy dude. Like, when I'm on tour, it's not like, oh, what's Mike going to do tonight? Like, I might have a couple drinks. I'll play the show. Might make some bad jokes. Might ramble on too long. <laughs> uh, but that's that's it, you know? I'm I'm pretty... Pretty simple in that sense. But when I was younger, yeah, I, uh... I was... Yeah, I just like to be a little little crazy, a little wild.
0: <laughs> did, did, uh... uh did your dad ever go look i can see what you're going through you know because some people look at buddhism as like a a, as a religion and other people look at it as a just a just a way to cope with your shit
3: yeah i i view it as philosophical uh but that's because like it's not a it's not a set of rules to live by it's a way of living you know and that's you know that's philosophy and that's you know so and that's what i like about it and that's i i still enjoy really reading other religious texts not not as like you know factual events because i i don't really at the end of the day i don't fucking know what happened hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years ago i don't i don't fucking know so, and I'm probably going to, I'm going to, not, not probably, I'm going to die not knowing. You know, I could fucking say at the end of the day, yeah, this is what happened, but I'll never know, you yeah, know.
0: Read Ray- Ray you yeah, read Ray Kurzweil, you'd never die.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to upload, uh, upload your consciousness. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very familiar <laughs> okay, with Ray, cool. yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you just, that's why happy and healthy are my two, uh, my two things.
0: So what's the other stuff that you're reading?
3: Uh, right now, I haven't actually. I just started uh, George Orwell's uh, Animal Farm. Great book. Yeah, I just. I actually, I had never read it, uh, and our guitarist had it, so I was like, I haven't started it yet, but I, I need to start that. And the last book I read was uh, Vallis by uh, Philip K. Dick. Um, it's a pretty good book. You know, it's it's a story, but it's very much autobiographical about him becoming schizophrenic and
0: i just watched a really awful documentary about him like really yeah it's terrible i wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't recommend. <laughs> right.
3: i will stay far away from that documentary <laughs> yeah, like,
0: he was like a total nut like he thought that people like were breaking into his house and yeah he thought
3: he's having conversations with god yeah, yeah. it's yeah. really real intense stuff ah. uh but i actually haven't read too much uh i was doing a lot of reading for the album and i was watching a lot of movies and I try to draw influence from other forms of uh, you know, art, whether it be like paintings or movies or like Stanley Kubrick is one of my favorite directors. I love what he does with background imagery and the story he tells with background elements. Not necessarily the dialogue, like what's going on and placements of cameras and his angles. He's fucking brilliant. And uh,
0: Did you see that What was
3: it Room 182
0: Or something yeah, like that Yeah that's, yeah.
3: yeah no That's, that's a really awesome Documentary Because It shows you The power Of Interpretation
0: And detail Yes
3: yeah. And He left so much room For interpretation But while being so specific Yeah That it makes for An amazing piece of art You know And that's And it's going to be speculated for, you know, as long as people stay interested. But there's always this, like, you know, this sort of life that's with that movie because so many people speculate what it's about. And that's, it's beautiful. It's like the same thing with, like, I find Tool captures that element very well. Absolutely. You know, there's this really vague, esoteric vibe that leaves so much room for the imagination that it captures the creative audience. If you're a creative person, you can color in those blanks. If you're not, it's not for you. But it appeals to a creative person that likes to interpret and likes to, you know, make up their own stories in their head. And that's that's I can, that's what I I can see do how about that, it.
0: How that that reinvigorates the genre uh, or the the format of the album yeah. rather than downloading the singles. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's And 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 I mean, what you guys are doing there's I mean, first of all, this is the best produced album that Contortionist has ever had. Yeah,
3: well, Jamie King's uh, a beautiful and humble, fucking talented human being. He's honestly one of, the, one of the best people I've ever met in my life, and I've learned a lot from him. Just I've, I worked on a previous album with him, and when we went to do this album, I was like, I'm not, the other guys can go wherever they want to go, but I'm going in with Jamie, Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just such a good workflow and such a good chemistry because he's a genuine guy. There's no, there's no like totem pole like pissing contest going on ever. There's never a pissing contest. It's always, well, he'll be like, you know, if he's like, ah, maybe try this. I'm like, all right, let's try that. And I'll be like, ah, well, let's try this. And he'll be like, let's try that. And that's what it is. We're open to try things, and that's that's what I think keeps a creative workflow going. And that's why like jamie played a big factor in this album as well he's uh you know he's one of the unsung heroes for sure (laughs) and i would imagine that like you know
0: talking about kubrick and his you know he he seems like the kind of producer where you could go to him with a pretty abstract idea like that and go how do we make that work
3: yeah yeah uh I actually, I, I view Kubrick in a different light, actually. Okay. I view him as the type of guy who's such a control freak and su- has such a vision that he doesn't let anybody come in with ideas. That, that he's
2: like almost manic about it where it's...
3: Yeah, which works as well, but I'm, that's not the type of person I am, so I have to yeah, appreciate him on singer. a different level. Well, I, as <laughs> much as I'm a singer, I also, uh, I love songwriting as well. You yeah. know what I mean? So I understand the vocals aren't the end all be all it's the vocals are there to express and add a different tone. You know, it's not, it's not like this has to be in there. It's there to, you know, make the music better. And I try to pick and choose my spots based off that, you know, I'll record stuff for every part, but then I'll go, I'll listen to it without. And I'll be like, does this really add to what's going on or does it distract? And, uh, I mean, it's, it's uh, sometimes I might get a little carried away and be like, nah, this has to stay, <laughs> when maybe it's not necessarily for the better of the song. But it's, uh, you know.
0: I figure you got a great relationship with the producer. You just, when everybody else goes home, you just stay, stay a little later. Uh, well,
3: picks. I wish that's how it worked, but that's not... Uh, we all were there for everything. I was there for drums. I, when we, I record an album. I'm there for everything. I'm there for the drum setup. Yeah. I'm in the studio every day. I don't hang out at the hotel. You got to make I, sure uh, that nobody,
0: you know... Yeah, I don't want Joey you, fucking up. You don't, I don't want to know. be pot down.
3: <laughs> but it, it's not even that. I just love the process. You know, it's... Uh, recording is my favorite part of the process. To have a vision and then be able to create that vision and then you know create exactly how you hear it in your head and that's that's really cool to me is that you literally manifest something out of nothing and that's that's it blo- you know that's like it's fucking it's a beautiful thing, so I love to be there for all of it. And it's part
0: of your like, you know, your eventual vision, right? Be yeah, able to have it in your own ex- home, exactly. You know, unless you hook up with the producer guy, and you know, the two of you are trying to make a family. You
3: know, uh, Jamie's already got a wife and kids. I'm out of luck. I'm out of luck. I already tried that.
2: Well, I mean, I find that interesting because a lot of times, uh, it seems a lot of people say the opposite. You know, yeah. it's not about the recording process; it's about getting out in front of the fans. It's about getting that. Bringing it to the people and getting that reaction back yeah. from them versus creating that soundscape or whatever.
3: uh which I guess it depends. I I enjoy that aspect too, but it depends on if you're an instant gratification person or somebody who likes the process. Yeah, which I enjoy the process. Instant gratification's great. Like, there's nothing like being on a stage and interacting with a room full of people, and. Trying to bring everybody in So they feel like they're a part of the experience And not just watching something And there's there's something really awesome about that as well But at the end of the day I'm, I'm all about the process
2: Well, And it also seems to A little bit fly in the face of When you're on stage and you're performing That's your interpretation of the material as you see it Like we were talking before yeah. Versus when an audience member is listening to the album They pull and extract What they want from it exactly As they're listening to it instead yeah. No. Yeah. All right. All right. I figured it, I figured <laughs> yeah. the shit out. Right. So, so, all right. So, if
0: you're gonna take this, you know, get this family going on in Maine. All right. I would imagine that, like, as you're touring the world, scoping out the chicks with all, all right. the singing. I thought that you're this. Doing, I thought this is
3: where this was headed. Right. <laughs> yeah. <now.
0: laughs> how in the world are you gonna talk a girl into going to Maine? That's that's a sales pitch like crazy. Or do you have to find one already there who? Doesn't know any better, and or she's willing to stay. Do you
2: already have one?
3: Uh, I don't. I don't have one. Uh, it's a few that have gotten away. Uh, <laughs> but but you uh, still
0: got them around because it's Maine. Yeah, it well, goes anywhere. Nah, not
3: nah, they're uh, the usually <laughs> the ones I I find interesting are the ones that don't stick around. They're do they the, know
0: you're in an even better band now?
3: Oh, I keep I keep in contact with all of them. <laughs> okay, yes, yeah. they're uh, they're actually all doing very well. Uh, you know,
0: you would think that would be enough to kind of like,
3: eh, well, yeah, uh, maybe I'll go for that. <laughs> you know, but no, nah, it's uh, when it comes to that, I've I feel like, you know, I'll tell them in the wintertime, I'll cut wood all day. I'll come in. I'll start the wood stove. We can watch Christmas movies by the fire. I'll pull out the acoustic guitar. And I'll jam some music. And that's how I'm going to get them up there. And if that doesn't work, I'm fucked. I'm I'm fucked. Yeah, it's never going to work. There, there's no plan B. There's no plan B. That's my 27 years of existence. That's the plan I've come up with.
2: Hey, at least uh, uh, we don't even have that. So, yeah, yeah uh, I don't know, you know, know how. I don't have guitar. I don't have a, <laughs> yeah, none of I it. So. I don't know how Buddhist she's going to be, but that's still
0: going to yeah. get old.
3: But they don't <laughs> know that until the time comes. Yeah, right. So, they're like, I thought you were going to cut that wood. And it's like, ah, I'm kind of tired, you know.
0: I think the state motto of Maine is nice to visit. Yeah. In the summer. Oh, yeah. Well,
3: it Well uh. I yeah, it is. uh, It gets a little crazy in the wintertime, but
2: I read enough Stephen King. I know what it's all about. So
0: yeah,
3: (laughs) Stephen King's "What's Up"? Uh,
0: That that's hard. I mean, I can imagine. You know, it's hard enough to hook a quality girl, but then when you when you know you know you know you gotta drag them somewhere.
3: Well, there's. I just gotta convince them. I have to. I have to get them to look at it from a different angle. Like, yeah, it gets cold, but it makes the summer and the fall so much better because of the contrast. <laughs> the contrast adds to it. Maybe so. you just
0: keep your eyes a little wider open when you're in Boston. That's not such a Yeah, bribe. that's not too far, and it's got yeah. the city.
3: Well, Portland, Maine's actually a pretty pretty happening place. Is it? Pretty hip. Yeah. Um, And it's a, it's not a big city, but it's, it's very, you know, it's relaxed and has everything you need.
0: Are there particular cities where they have more attractive female metal fans than any other city
3: That's uh that's a that's a hard question There's
0: got to be like that one spot on the on well, the I feel like it's pituitary. like once you
3: leave the venue you like when we play like college like areas when you leave the venue and then you're like whoa like where have these people been the whole time you know we've been in here playing you music narrow it down to a state a state um like Indiana De- nah, definitely not Indiana. <laughs> not Indiana. Nothing against the ladies in Indiana. And but. even the women look like John Cougar Mellencamp. Ooh. Oh, Aww. Uh, Aww. Uh, I t- you know, California, eh. De- Denver. Denver's uh, got some pretty ladies. Because Denver's a pretty, pretty progressive place. Like, it's pretty happening. So the metal scene there is phenomenal. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots of ladies that come out. There's lots of guys that come out. Denver is just an awesome place in general. If I didn't live in Maine, Denver would where it'd be a, where I live in Colorado.
0: Well, that sounds like a pretty good compromise.
3: Yeah, it's it's got all the things I like about Maine—the change of season, and it's you know mountain
2: snow, exactly legal weed. Yeah, I mean, well,
3: you know. yeah. Do you go? Did you go to your high school reunion? No, no.
0: Did you miss it or was it like I, a Honestly,
3: I don't. I must have missed it because I had no idea when it happened. Yeah. All right. So no, you're
0: 27. So it's yeah. next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah maybe yeah. that's ten, it. Ten
3: still, years, man. yeah. Still okay. probably not going. Yeah. All right. Not going? Still not go- I, would, I you mean,
0: like you already know everybody. Well, right? the, the
3: people I, I know from high school that I s- still get along with, I still talk to. Yeah. And I mean, I still talk to, like, like, you know, when I'm home, like if I go to somebody's house and I'm hanging out and we're having a couple beers. Maybe there's somebody that shows up that I haven't seen in six years. We hang out. Maybe she's hot. Yeah, you know, probably not, but it's, uh, (laughs) you know, you just, you're all with it. See, I
0: always think it would be pretty cool to go like, hey, remember I used to do music, but guess what? Now I'm with this other band. We're even bigger, and look at my biceps. Yeah, check out,
3: check out, uh... Check out this little growl I do here. This is pretty cool. You so know? I
0: biceps like yours, I'd be totally looking forward to it. any high
3: school reunion.
0: Yeah. Maybe it doesn't even have to be mine. Yeah.
3: Well, <laughs> well it's, uh, maybe I'll go. Now, you, you've talked me into it. You made, you made me view the high school reunion in a different light. So.
1: Nice. It's just gloating. Sold.
3: Sold. Kick uh, ass. <laughs> well, dude,
2: new album is, is badass, dude. Thank Language. You have been enjoying it you know since it came it's been out for what month and a half now
3: yeah a little under there, uh, something around there yeah yeah uh,
2: and uh and it's badass I think you do a great job with it man and we appreciate you taking the time talking to, talk to us today thank man. you
3: guys for even giving a shit about talking to me yeah, honestly uh, you know it's cool I had a good time
1: Metal Sucks Podcast today.
2: Holy shit, holy shit, that's good. They Uh, figured it out. That is so good, dude. Limits to Infinity is the name of the song from Scar Symmetry from uh, their singularity. It's phase one because it's the first in a three-phase album cycle thing that they're going to, yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. It's the first in a trilogy that they're going to be doing and that song is fucking brilliant I haven't heard the rest of the album I have no idea but that song is awesome dude well the rest of the album is, is pretty good but that one right there stands out I mean it, it stands out I mean the, the album is a concept album so it's built around uh, do, do you want me to say the quote what it's all I don't no. know if I want everyone to go it's there all, but it's it, all good though it's basically about artificial intelligence and uh, and all these things taking over the human race it's and about the, the future yeah it's about the future it's where we're going man it's uh, the embedded Google glass in our penises and stuff it's going to be <laughs> awesome uh, so no it's 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 very it's a very high high thought process topic that they're dealing with in this uh album and that song is very i don't know man it's very i i call it arena death it's it's gorgeous yeah it's, now how'd you describe it, it as a mashup of what uh europe and like uh amana marth or something yeah. you know, like cramming all that stuff together with the keyboards and all that awesome. man I, I heard it the first i'm like oh this is kind of cheesy and I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Uh, no. Holy shit! Now I'm totally on board. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so catchy, and uh, like, just way too catchy, honestly. <laughs> Which makes me think that they're using some kind of artificial intelligence to write the songs <laughs> to make us like them even more, you know. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty brilliant.
0: I, I, you know, all this time people have been mashing up different genres, are trying to like come up with that next little way to mash up. Two things, you know, the way that Death yeah, Heaven yeah, yeah. took black metal and mashed it up against uh uh, uh, uh with shoegazer, you know, stuff like that. So now you got, finally, somebody figured out how to take Firehouse
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, and mash That's it up shit. against
0: Death Metal, we, we,
2: you know? we stuck some winger up in here, <laughs> yeah, totally. but we still made it aggressive and stuff. It works. It works. And it works better than anything I've heard like that before. Because, yeah. I mean, I've heard stuff that is tried. And I'm not a big fan of... Uh, of like the Euro power metal stuff or any, other, you know, like I'm not a big fan of that stuff. It needs a lot more growl for my, for my flavor. You know, that's why I loved Opeth was because it had enough growl to it, you right. know, it added that death metal side. And that was that, that gave it enough punch for my, for my taste. And I think this has got just enough of that, a good balance between then because the cheese is so fucking cheesy that you need something. And I think they did a really good job with it.
0: Well, so. you know, we talked to Nick from job for a cowboy a couple weeks ago. And oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yo, but, by the way that is an awesome album
0: Mm.
2: awesome album the new job?
0: New job for a years. But Nick was saying that, like, that, that book he was reading by uh, oh, the Talking heads, about,
2: heads guy. about the arena. Yeah, about yeah. From David Byrne.
0: Yeah, David Byrne was talking about how, like, you know, when you play a song of a certain tempo, it fits a certain kind of venue. Yeah, so and when you play a faster tempo, it's a much smaller venue. And it, I think yeah. it's really interesting for, for what these guys are doing. That song, to me, says we want to play to a very large audience.
2: Yeah, blast beats can't be done in an arena. Right. Because it's the slapback back will kill you yeah yeah because it's like yeah i could see i could see that yeah, yeah if you get in there maybe, yeah 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 i can see that i don't know if that's slow enough though though i think that's i think that's like bread for euro festivals in my right. opinion i think that's totally. bread for like ten thousand, fifteen thousand people jumping up and down at Vakken is what that's built for well
0: here's a question do you think that it's got you know the fact that i i don't know could you take the bands playing Vakken? And put them in a festival somewhere in the United States and get the same kind of turnout? Probably no. not, right? No, no, no. When you've got something like, um, if you had enough bands doing something of this kind of tempo that works this kind of way and it becomes a thing, would it increase the popularity enough where you could eventually do a festival right. this Yeah,
2: but that. see, I don't think that right there. I'm, I, I'm into it, but I don't know that anybody else... I have no idea if anybody else likes it. I don't. And honestly, I don't give a shit half the time. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I I can't stop and think about what other people are going. I mean, I want to think about what people like and what people are going to be turned on by. But a lot of time, it's really kind of what floats my boat. And usually if I like it, people will dig it. But I don't think that's something that's going to be. I don't think they could sell an arena, the, the, you no. know, especially in the States, Not maybe yet. in Europe. But but yeah. you know, here, that stuff just doesn't fly the way it does, man. It's weird to see bands like. I'm trying to think just off the cuff, like Nightwish or somebody like that, that, you know, sells these big venues in Europe and then comes over here and plays a small little club. And you're like, oh, what are you talking about? This is is not what this is not what I thought it was, you know, and it's uh, something completely different. Well, I don't know
0: if I'm 18 years old and I'm I'm planning on going to summer school this summer because I'm spending all my time practicing arpeggios in my basement, you know. Then you know, th- I hear a song like this and I go, "Oh, wait
2: a minute, I could do I could do something really interesting with this idea." Yeah. Well, also, you know, it's it's good songwriting. Like this is a yes. this is a good pop song that's that's adapted for metal, you know. And yeah. I think that that makes a difference too. Is that when you've got a good chorus like that. It doesn't matter what kind of genre it's in you know it could be lady gaga singing it and it's gonna be it's gonna work
0: yeah are you working you on know? that in this moment uh, britney spears mashup we talked
2: about oh dude no dude shut up dude oh sorry don't don't put that out there I, not, not yet I'm, I'm working on it the, <laughs> gonna make, damn it <laughs> oh i'm sorry uh, i didn't realize there are people that are better at this than i am <laughs> and, and take less time to do it so <laughs> just like we were talking about the about the lady walking down the street in new york getting the cat calls there's yeah. already 50 videos about it <laughs> I wanted to do one about my beard but it's too late now. It's, too late. You know? it's, it's already too done. We even have the Austin Hipster version of that one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good times.
0: I'm still waiting for the Tony Romo version where he just gets tackled over and over and over I like again. that idea.
2: Yeah. I do. Uh, but but the, have you seen the Austin Hipster version one?
0: I, I saw that it was out there but I didn't have the time to watch
2: it. Yeah. It starts off with the hey man you gonna grow that beard out?
0: <laughs> <laughs> my buddy Brian Nelson. Yeah. Like
2: great dude. Uh, so.
0: I was too busy listening to the new job for
2: a account- cowboy oh, oh, see i was watching the new sonic highways that's in, based in austin the, the dave Grohl series oh yeah, you, yeah you know no, no? Yeah, okay well, the, this it. episode was about austin this week and it was really uh, really kind of interesting hmm. apparently the austin music scene uh it it stopped in 1984 so and the only other person that came out of it since then was gary clark jr and that's it so <laughs> it's, there's only blues here uh, nothing else uh, but the soul of austin is going to die and uh, there's going to be nothing left which is awesome because for metal you know eating the soul of all that shit that's left behind we could fucking make this really work you know? and we could be the Phoenix that rises from the ashes of what we burned down behind us it'll be great yeah, yeah super duper or at least I like to picture that in my head anyway.
0: don't you don't you picture like like when when that happens like every you know they'll talk to the bands will be like the documentary about the history of Austin's metal scene and how it came out and they'll all be like yeah we had no control radio and Chuck Loesch man and he was the one who held up the flag even in the days when it wasn't going on they he held the flag up and, and that's why we're only they would do it with a real Texas accent except so everybody it, watching documentary would be like man you are
2: dumb except the problem I have is that it's gonna I came around in radio and when, it, when it's completely not relevant anymore so I was relevant for about four years and now you know now I'm totally fucked and then, uh, now we're podcasting so in four or five years this will be fucking totally irrelevant too. so god damn it I can't keep up ah, you'll be on to what's next uh, well who knows man right now I know what's next is we gotta end this damn show
0: yeah uh, you know all i gotta say is keep at it because eventually you'll be one of the top 100 most important people in metal that would be uh, yes. opinion would be asked
2: for score
0: that'll be awesome <laughs> man all
2: right make sure you follow us on the twitter box i'm at today. I am that godless speaks and of course we post this every monday on metalsucks.net uh, you can find us on stitcher you can find us on other podcasting apps you can find us on itunes of course just search metal sucks podcast and you'll find us and uh, leave us five stars and tell us that we sucked. Also, um, what else we got? Give us a not speak pipe uh, yeah. that we've got out there. So, so that's- Spread the word. Retweet us. Facebook
0: us. Whatever. Let everybody know because we're just a little bit better every week. I'm Chuck.
2: I'm Godless. And this is the Metal Such Podcast.